0: Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat. I'm the Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road. Well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. And this time around, reaching out to the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and Salvador Lopez. K-Connect President and Housing Kent's Interim President, Salvador, welcome to the Michigan Business Beat. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here with you. Tremendous. Now, for the benefit of the the statewide business audience, I'd love to get up to speed a little bit on what K-Connect and Housing Kent are all about. So go ahead. Sounds good. I'll, I'll start with K-Connect since
1: I, I'm the permanent president of K-Connect. I've been here for a little bit less than two years, and then I'll dive into Housing Cat in a minute. But K-Connect is a nonprofit organization based out of Grand Rapids, and we're a network of public and private organizations that work to advance a collective movement, if you will, to try to close disparity gaps for particularly or more specifically people of color. And we focus on helping children and families in Kent County achieve what we call economic prosperity through education, family, and community support, and so we have what we call a prenatal to career continuum, where we work with, with children and families to to really affect change at the system level and to make it a little bit shorter and maybe clearly better to understand. We facilitate, we convene, and we visualize data in a way that is understood by the majority of people to to really close gaps that we have within our community. And that's a little bit of the shortness of of K Connect. Now, as it relates to, to housing and, and the work that we're doing there, we, we recently got done um, with completing a, an initiative that has ended in the creation of a new 501c3 nonprofit organization called Housing Kent. And the mission of that organization is to increase access to affordable housing and decrease homelessness for families, children, and youth with an intentional focus on eliminating racial disparities in Kent County.
0: All right. Excellent. And uh, from, from what I've heard, it's also the result of 130 public and private sector nonprofit and philanthropic organizations that came together to examine the homelessness crisis over a three year period. But that's just scratching the surface. So I'd I'd love to hear you share the big announcement and and all about that.
1: Absolutely. And so what what we found was that there is a fractured system, if not a lack thereof, as it relates to housing. And and I think this was really not something that K-Connect came up with or or suggested. This was really something that community members, there was leaders within the community that got together and wrote a letter to K-Connect and said, we have some serious challenges that, that range from folks experiencing. Homelessness, people without a home, all the way to the lack of, of access to housing from, from rental or, or, or homeownership. We found after taking a deep dive that out of 77,000 families in King County, 22,000 of those families were less than stably housed. Some of the data that was used to really identify some key issues, for example, are that one out of six African American children access the homeless system compared to one in 130 white children. So that's an incredible disparity there, right? And so yeah. it really got folks to talk with each other and then come to the table. And that's where you have over 100 different organizations coming together because people identified there's an issue here. It's not just an issue around people not having home, but people that are one paycheck or financial misstep away from falling into that area. And then you have other folks that are just challenged with being able to even purchase or access or rental. And so the challenge was broad and therefore broad effort needed to take place with diverse sectors involved.
0: I heard something about a common agenda and roadmap plan. Can you speak to that?
1: Absolutely. So after a a year or two of facilitating and convening all of these folks from different sectors, content experts within their field, this group at the time called the Housing Stability Alliance Network, created what is called a community plan or a common agenda and roadmap. It's a document that that essentially outlines the challenges, the issues, the opportunities, the next steps that, that need to take place. We call them high leverage activities within the plan. And one of the calls to action was to find or create an organization that would then operationalize this common agenda and roadmap or plan, right? When you work on something like this, as long as as we have as a collective, as a community, you know, it could easily fall on the shelf, right, as a report and say, well, Mm -hmm. we did a good job, we identified, we we visualized data and all this. But we really needed an entity to continue the work to say, not only are we learning from all this discussion and, and the data that we have, but we also need to take action in specific areas, and we need to align and coordinate people to do that. And so out of that community plan, one of the pieces, and this is one of many, Mm -hmm. is the creation of a backbone team, a team that will then continue to work.
0: Did I hear the Urban League of Western Michigan and the Hispanic Center of Western Michigan would serve as some intermediaries?
1: So the Hispanic Center of Western Michigan and the Urban League were key partners in this work. So part of of bringing all of those organizations together, part of of what was important to this group was the lived experience factor, right? Often you have people in, in, in fancy suits or people in high positions talking about some of these challenges, but we don't have the folks that are closest to the pain, people that are experiencing some of these issues. And so in doing so, K-Connect partnered directly with some key organizations in town, including the Urban League of West Michigan and the Hispanic Center of Western Michigan, to name a couple. And those organizations have a direct link and they work with folks, particularly around underrepresented communities or people of color. And so those were key partners in this work to help inform the rest of the network. And What are the best ways to not only get those folks involved, how do we elevate their voices to make sure that that's a part of the plan? So the lived experience component was a big part of this work and making sure that that we got this right, that we're not making decisions for people that are experiencing these challenges. And so I would say that those two organizations were key in, in all of this work.
0: Tremendous. And I'm going to accompany the press release that came out in recent weeks about this topic with the podcast on our MBN website. But I think we've got enough time to run through the seven bullet points that Housing Kent action for each category, if you want to run down those seven bullet points. So we'd we'd love to kind of hear those set. Sure,
1: absolutely. Uh, I'm happy to do that. If you have that in front of you, I'm happy to.
0: No housing, temporary housed, soon to lose housing, at risk, uh, losing housing, insecurely housed, stably housed, and housed by choice. That was the list of seven. Do you want to? Exp- they sound like d- definitions that I think folks can mainly understand, but is there s- some nuance that the business community should be aware of for those basic seven categories?
1: No, I'm really happy that you bring those up because when we began this work uh, close to four years ago, when we asked folks within the sectors, within housing, within the business, project managers, if you will, everybody that's involved, we had all sorts of definitions. We are all sorts of, of, of jargon and language. There was everything from self-resolved to safely sheltered, to affordable housing, to home ownership but then literally homeless to unsafely sheltered. And so what we did as a collective is the Housing Stability Alliance took shape and more people joined this, is we tried our best to find some common definitions. And out of that, one of the biggest deliverables, if you will, was what we call the no housing to house by choice spectrum. And this spectrum essentially outlines those seven points that you brought up. The folks that are what we call in the red or no housing or temporarily housed or, or soon to lose housing. And you have folks within the middle sector, what we call the prevention space, at mm-hmm. risk of losing housing. This isn't always attractive to some folks in terms of a funding, right? Well, those folks still have a home over their, over their head, right? Like a roof over their head. We don't yeah. Don't need to help them right now but they are one like one paycheck away or one financial misstep away from being in the red and that mm-hmm. costs even more money to get those families and folks out right so that sector need, needs a lot of a lot of support and a lot of coordination and and then we have the folks that are insecurely housed stably housed but maybe they're paying less than they're, they're paying more than 30 percent of the household income towards their their payments that means that they're they're not really quite where they need to be and that's what we call the green space the house by choice people that are paying less than 30% of the household income, and choosing to live within the neighborhood or a place that they choose, right? And so so that's what the, the plan really is composed of, is looking at those seven points, and how do we then coordinate with other folks that are doing some really good work? There's a lot of folks within the housing sector that have been doing this work for so long. How do we connect with them and really identify lanes within this plan? Where is it that your organization does their best work? And can you pinpoint one of the areas on the spectrum that you would like to be a part of? Maybe it's a couple of areas, right? But For Mm -hmm. the most part, most of the organizations or folks can point to one area of the spectrum and say, that's where I kind of work. That's where I live. That's where I can be the the strongest. And then we, as as an organization that now housing can't with a new president coming on board soon, that'll be really soon. Then that team coordinates and aligns efforts to make sure that folks are working within a space that is comfortable for them, but they're also aligning with the next area so they can really essentially move families from one end to the other. So we're moving families from what we call the no housing area in the red all the way to the green. How do we do that as a collective to
0: really impact system change? Excellent. Someone out there would like to connect with K-Connect. How might they do so?
1: Yes. uh, People want to learn a little bit more about not only K-Connect, but also Housing Kent. They could go to our website at k-connect.org. And if they want to learn a little bit more about Housing Kent, there is a Housing Kent link up at the top of that website. Happy to answer further questions or talk to folks that are interested in being a part of it. There is a form on that Housing Kent page. So if you want to be a part of helping the organization really take a look at those seven steps that we outlined and the spectrum. You could put your information in there and someone will reach out to you. Excellent.
0: Well, Salvador, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. I uh, appreciate you, and uh, thank you for having me. Excellent. Once again, we've been speaking with Salvador Lopez, president of K Connect and the interim president for Housing Kent, and our discussion has been about the the organization to create equitable housing system, focusing on eliminating racial disparities in the Grand Rapids area. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.